Hello and welcome to the JNM podcast. My name is Jeanette. And I'm Miro. This is the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything in between. If you are coming back, welcome back. And if you're new, welcome and hope you enjoy. If you're enjoying listening to our podcast, please rate and review on our podcast. Wait. No, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google's Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And on YouTube. Soon. Yeah, soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and today we're going to be talking about the 2018 heist thriller drama Widows. The plot of the movie is there's these like robbers that owe a crime bus money. They die in a robbery gone wrong, and then the wives basically have to find a way to come up with that money, so they decide to rob a local politician. Mm-hmm. This movie was directed by Steve McQueen, uh, the director, not the actor, and was written by McQueen himself and Gillian Flynn. We received information from Wikipedia and IMDb. So in terms of the cast, you have Viola Davis as Veronica Rawlings. She was in How to Get Away with Murder, which was a TV show. I think it just ended. Um, Then you have Doubt. uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which uh, released last year. Suicide Squad and The... Suicide Squad. Wait, are you talking about the Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad from Suicide Squad? Um, so the Suicide Squad is actually going to be released this year or next year. Okay. And Suicide Squad was released, what, 2018? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all know who Viola Davis is. <laughs> She's so great. Yeah, but who knows? Like, there might be some people that... They may know that name, but they don't connect the name to the face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, How to Get Away with Murder is like one of those shows that makes you hate and love it at the same time. And she's the same way in in there. She's like too good for the show. Yeah. Like her acting abilities are way too good for the show. Uh And she basically carried that entire show for whatever like eight seasons it is on her back alone oh really yeah (laughs) all right sorry moving on to the next cast member we have michelle rodriguez as linda you might know her from the fast and the furious franchise uh the resident evil movie yeah also franchise because i think she was in a couple i think she was like in a maybe another one i thought she was in like a flashback of one of them yeah or something. and then swat the film adaptation um, and lost you might know from oh lost. i didn't yeah i yeah. i've never seen lost so <laughs> well i mean when anyone says michelle rodriguez i think of oh right the pilot from 2009's avatar right right <laughs> her right uh next we have elizabeth De- Vicky as Alice. You might know her from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. She is the gold-plated woman. Oh, okay. Don't know that name, but... Yeah. yeah. I don't know the name either, but the race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tenet and Peter Rabbit. I believe she's one of the live-action characters, not the rabbits. Gotcha. Next, we have Cynthia Erivo as Belle. You might know her from Harriet. Uh, she played Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio, which is an upcoming live-action adaptation. When did they announce that? I think they announced it like maybe a couple months ago. Because it's coming out not this year, but I think next year. Yeah. Or 2023. Yeah. Next, we have Colin Farrell as Jack Mulligan. You might know him from Horrible Bosses, Fantastic Beast, The Lobster, and The Batman. So not to confuse with Batman or other Batmans, but it's The Batman okay. that's coming out next gotcha. year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like they're doing this 
trend of like okay now we're gonna name all the sequels the whatever the thing is yeah i think after the fast and furious yeah <laughs> that's probably what started it that's they're like oh they could get away with this and yeah. we could get away with it yeah. right that's great that's fast and furious is who you want to you know <laughs> take hints from and tips from as when it comes to naming your movies like too fast too furious i want to see like too bad too mad <laughs> and then we have brian i hope i'm pronouncing the middle name right brian tyree henry mm-hmm. as jamal manning uh you might know him from vice principles season two uh you should go listen to that episode that we did on vice principles if you haven't uh we have spider-man into the spider-verse and Godzilla versus King Kong. Next, we have Daniel Kaluuya yep. as Jotem Manning. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. He's uh, from Get Out, Black Panther, Sicario, uh, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Which he just won an Oscar. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. He's the like Get Out poster guy. Yeah, he's like the yeah. main character. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and lastly, we have Liam Neeson. The Liam Neesons as uh harry rawlings you might know him from the star wars episode one movie uh batman begins the taken series and a monster calls in terms of the backstory the film was based on the 1983 british television series of the same name it ran for two seasons with the first season similar to the film's plots steve began thinking about adapting the series into film in 2012 while he was shooting 12 Years a Slave. McQueen stated the first cut of the film was closer to three hours, but was cut to 129 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah. They cut down, like, 50 minutes? Yeah. That's a lot. McQueen turned to Gillian Flynn to help write the script, who is the author of Gone Girl, dark places and sharp objects both did research for the film with the fbi they also saw the matrix spoke to politicians and clergyman off the record spoke to private investigators and met up with people in the underworld oh, wow that's pretty crazy that's <laughs> that's pretty far uh, for a movie and how like i wouldn't even know how to begin like i don't know how I would go about finding a bank robber. I mean, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure... Because, like, there are some, like, bank robbers. Like, there's this one famous bank robber that now does, like, uh, speeches. Yeah, yeah. And motivation. Like, being like, hey, like, I did something that I'm not supposed to... That I, you know, was sent to prison for. Don't be like me. Like, that type of yeah, person. Yeah, or, like, use your talents for good or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, there are... If you probably look, there yeah, will be... but like no, like someone that I want to go rob a bank with, not someone who like got in trouble for robbing a bank. I mean, and you like, could probably you can find, find them. them. You could probably find them on Craigslist. Oh, I wonder what the code term for, for... men seeking man. <laughs> men seeking man. <laughs> we are man looking yeah. for man. <laughs> Must wear a mask. He also moved the location to Chicago because he felt London would be would no longer work for a heist film. Because I guess like by now, I guess like the transportation system is so. Oh no! It's because they have uh, security cameras. Oh yeah. 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 Because they, they it wouldn't work because they have security cameras everywhere. Like if you steal something, they don't even have to chase after you. They can just watch you go, like where you're going on the cameras. Oh, I see. Yeah. He also stated that Chicago was beginning to make headline for gun crime and police shooting. Also, fun fact, this is Viola Davis's first lead role in a major studio movie. What? Mm-hmm. Davis has played more than 75 supporting roles over her three-decade career. That is crazy. Like I said, she's, like, too good. You know? She's just really, really good. Yeah, I guess, like, this kind, this fact really showed, like, hey, you could be, like, 50 and still, like... Yeah. Well, do You know, do your first, like, you know, lead role. Yeah, yeah. So, That's sky's crazy. the limit. yeah. That's pretty crazy. Good for her. Like I said, she's 
carried a show for like eight seasons you would not believe the things like that she says and you're like wow i believe everything you're saying but then when you think about it you're like i cannot believe i'm believing the crap that's coming out of your mouth but i i'll take it i it's word yeah i mean i i'll agree with you i mean i never seen the film i mean just seen the show yeah. i've only seen the gif of her grabbing her purse and leaving i've uh, only seen that gif yeah she does that a lot <laughs> so that's how she ends like arguments she just gets up and leaves oh okay that's her thing she like threatens and then gets up and leaves oh. and then she has one like that means that she has one and now you will do whatever she says Sorry, I'm very passionate about that show. <laughs> no, I mean, no worries. Yeah. yeah. This is Cynthia Erivo's first film she ever shot. Oh, wow. So she worked on Widows during the summer of 2017, while her second film, Bad Times at the El Royale, was filmed at the beginning of 2018. Jennifer Lawrence was approached for the role of Alice, but declined due to shooting conflicts with the film Red Sparrow. And the Queen cast Elizabeth Debicki after hearing about a play she performed in 2014 called The Maids. Steve was blown away by her audition that he offered her the role only an hour after the audition. Due to Elizabeth's height, she had to sit down during the scenes with Jackie Weaver. Weaver is 4'11", while DeBecky is 6'3". Like her character, DeBecky could not drive in real life. Uh, she missed the opportunity to get her license when she was a teenager and thought she didn't need to try again because she felt that she was going to live in the city. Oh, so there was no need for her to yeah. do it? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Or she knew she would be a star, and she was like, people will drive me, dude. No, I think it was more of like, <laughs> yeah. she thought she was like yeah, living course. in New York, yeah. so there's no point. Yeah, there's plenty of people like that, yeah. yeah. Michelle Rodriguez originally refused to, refused to play the part of Linda, in an interview, Rodriguez explained that she didn't see the female empowerment and soft power and that it was all too familiar tale of poverty and urban environments. Like she didn't want to play a role that she felt was weak or I'm assuming typecast. Oh, okay. You know, cause like she's Latina. So she didn't want to be like, oh, I'm like, a Latina woman who, you know, gets like beat up by her husband and oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. McQueen failed to find another actress who can play the role and persuaded Rodriguez to change her mind. Uh, she accepted the role, uh, wanting to both challenge herself and to reflect on the women in her life who she knew growing up and had always seen them as weak. The West Highland White Terrier feature in the film is named Olivia in real life. Oh. She also appeared in another movie called Game Night. Wow. <laughs> She's the cop's dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. She was given her own trailer and groomers on set. Oh. Another fun fact. So for the movie dialect coach uh, Tanira Marshall worked with the actors uh, on their Chicago accents. She began by collecting samples to avoid stereotypes then left the choice to the director and actors to uh, evaluate what uh, best fits for each character. After this, she worked with the actors individually to refine their pronunciations. Hans Zimmer, the composer for the movie, briefly worked on the television series uh, that the film is based on. He worked as an assistant to the show's composer, Stanley Myers. The long car tracking shot, which is probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, every time I talk to this, talk about this movie with anyone, this is the scene I mentioned. The long uh, car tracking shot was filmed along an eight-block course in Chicago, driving from the 47th Street to a mansion at Hyde Park. Over eight Chicago locations were used in the film with principal photography lasting for 60 days. Anne Mitchell, who portrayed Dolly Rollins in the TV series, has a small part as Amanda's mom. So in terms of the plot, it starts with Harry Rollins and his men exit a building with large bags and places them into a van while two men go after them, shooting at them. Mm -hmm. 
One of Harry's men is injured. They make it out with $2 million from a crime boss, Jamal Manning. The group heads to their hideout but are caught up by police as they try to leave. The men are then killed during a police standoff and their van blows up during the incident. After the men's widows mourn their loss and bury their husbands, Jamal threatens Veronica, Harry's widow, demanding compensation. He gives her a month to pay him back. He needs the money to finance his campaign for Alderman. Yeah, that's like an actual position. Yeah, it's like a part of the council, right? I the think council? so. I, but in the movie, they basically say that he doesn't do anything. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. I think that kind of like probably one of the bottom positions, like in terms of like a city government. Yeah. Because they think they're part of the city council which is run by the mayor so it's like mm. in one of the positions yeah oh, sure. and he wants to run for alderman of the south side chicago ward mm-hmm. uh and he is running against jack mulligan the next in line of this dynasty family that has held the position for decades and this is like Colin Farrell, like the yeah. Irish, like, you know, Chicago yeah. <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, the, whose, like, family has lived there forever, and they've all been the aldermen for... Yeah. Yeah. Though Mulligan doesn't like politics as much as his father, he is happy to profit from it. He also has pressure to win the race due to the everlasting shame if he loses it, because his dad doesn't want him to lose to a black guy mainly basically yeah like his dad is like who was his dad in the movie by the way do you remember uh robert duvall okay yeah he's like pressuring him to win and like actually bribing people behind his back and colin is like dude stop doing that like if you get caught i'm going to jail we're yeah. all going to jail and it'll be even more shameful yeah. than losing Veronica is given a key to a safety deposit by Bash, Harry's Schaffer, which contains Harry's notebook with a detailed plan for stealing $5 million from Mulligan's home. Though she is advised to sell the notebook to Jamal's people, she decides against it. She then recruits two of the other widows of Harry's gang, Alice and Linda. Alice lost her livelihood and is pressured by her mother to become a sugar baby, while Linda lost her store as her husband secretly gambled away the rent payments. Yikes. Yeah. The fourth widow, Amanda, does not join them due to her four-month-old baby. Over the course of several days, Alice acquires guns and a getaway van while Linda deciphers Harry's blueprints. Uh, Jamal's brother, Jatim, attacks several witnesses and kills Bash while looking for Harry's notebook. Veronica continues to tell them that she doesn't have the notebook. And with the help of Alice's sugar daddy, a real estate executive, the women identified the blueprint as the safe room in Mulligan's home. Linda recruits Belle, her babysitter, to be the group's driver after Bash is killed and Alice doesn't know how to drive. While visiting Amanda, Veronica noticed Harry's flask on a table and her dog Olivia begins to bark crazy at this particular bedroom door. Yeah, I I remember how like tense that scene was in the movie theater because we saw this movie for like our second date, third date, something like that. It was pretty early in our in our relationship. Yeah. And I remember how tense the movie theater was uh when this was happening because you see the you see her noticing the flask and then you're like, "Okay, what the fuck?" And then the woman is like, no, I have a four-month-old baby. Like, I don't want to go. And, you know, she's holding the baby. And she's like, oh, it's, you know, my baby, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you're, she's looking at the baby and then... Uh, yeah, and then, like, Olivia's, like, barking crazy at this particular door, door. So then it's, like, putting two and two together. So then she takes her dog and leaves. Leaves, yeah. And then... And then this is the point that once she leaves... 
Amanda opens the door, revealing Harry sitting at the bed. Yeah, Liam Neeson's is alive! <laughs> I remember the gas, the gasp someone did. Yeah, someone like, like <gasps> gasped very loudly. <laughs> Amanda argues that Harry should have never stayed longer than usual, and it is revealed that Harry double-crossed his crew by deliberately blowing up their getaway van and having ties with Mulligan to ruin Jamal's campaign. So it also revealed that years ago, Veronica and Harry's son, Marcus, was shot by police officers after being pulled over while driving. And one of the police believed that Marcus was pulling out a gun from the glove box when in fact it was like i guess this watch that harry left behind because he was like trying to take it back to him or something yeah he was heading to his uh game his basketball yeah. game and then harry was insisting that he should come back to drop off the watch and he's like fine so then he makes a u-turn but i guess it was an illegal u-turn mm -hmm. so then the cops pull him over and the police officers are asking him to show uh, license and registration. So then he's like, I gotta call you back, Dad. And he places the phone on the passenger seat and tries to reach for the glove box, but yeah. then they thought that he was reaching for a gun. So then they pulled out their guns. Yeah, and I remember like everyone, again, everyone in the theater was like, you could feel everyone was sad. Everyone was like, oh, this is so sad. Yeah. And because of this like flashback of their the death of Marcus, yeah. it kind of is inferring that it strained Veronica and Harry's relationship, causing Harry to develop a relationship with Amanda and then getting her pregnant. Yeah. And then making that baby. baby. Yeah. Next Veronica visits Mulligan one day uh, at his house under the guise of asking Jack for protection from the Mannings. Basically she was like, Hey, Colin Farrell, can you like protect me from these two guys that keep threatening to kill me this is insane yeah because at first i remember there was like a scene before this where she's waiting in like the seating area yeah and jack comes out and she like stands up and is like hi hi mr mulligan yeah. like i'm so-and-so i have a meeting with you and then he was like oh i'm sorry i'm busy but then his dad comes in and is like no she's part of the teacher's union you need to yeah have a meeting because almost like being like hey like don't shut her down she might tell the teacher's union not to vote for you yeah yeah while she's having that meeting inside the rest of the team mainly bell use this uh opportunity to scan what the outdoor security looks like uh at their house and then Veronica starts blackmailing the CEO of the Mulligans' security company for the safe code uh, using incriminating photos left in Harry's notebook. Presumably that's what he was going to use to blackmail him to get that information. And that's written in the book. Uh, and fun fact, um, the CEO of the security is the press secretary from Veep. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, at then, at first, uh, the CEO refuses to reveal the code, but throws a, a sticky note towards Veronica b before driving away. While this is happening, uh, Jetem looks on across the street, so he basically sees this go down. I mean, he's been like watching Veronica's progress throughout okay. the yeah. months, basically. Yeah, because keeping tabs on her, basically. Yeah. yeah. So the next night, the women performed a heist with Belle creating a disturbance down the street to draw out the uh, outside security and detail from the house. Veronica, Alice, and Linda stunned the security guard inside before reaching the safe. They also put on masks and a voice-altering device, uh, which we see a little bit earlier Linda's kids are using them. Once they obtain the money, the trio heads out only for Tong, Jack's father to appear with a gun. He unmasks Veronica and wounds Alice with a gunshot, but Linda fatally shoots him. The women escape in the van, but find Jeteme holding Belle at gunpoint. He flees in their van with the money, but the women follow him in a uh, backup car and ram the van from behind, causing him to lose control and crash into a traffic divider, killing him. 
and after that they retrieved the money before dropping Alice at a hospital. <laughs> that seems kind of funny. Yeah, because like they drop her off. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like Veronica driving with um, Belle in the front, and then you have Linda and Alice in the back. They drive to the hospital. They drop off Alice and Linda, and then Linda's like, oh, like, she needs help. Yeah. And then she's like, her name's Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> and then they the, the car just leaves, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then Veronica drops Belle at her apartment without speaking about what just happened. Uh, once Veronica returns alone to the hideout, Harry arrives to steal the money needing one million to keep Mulligan quiet about his faked death. He also claims that uh, after the death of their son and falling out of their marriage, he wanted to start over with Amanda and their child. He retrieves the money in the van and turns to shoot Veronica, but Veronica kills him first and plants the gun uh, used to kill Tom on him. In the end, Jack wins the position of alderman due to sympathy vote Following his father's murder, Linda reacquires her store, Alice sets up her own business, and Belle moves away. Veronica meets up with, I'm assuming it's a lawyer at mm. a diner, and she hands him this large sum of money and asking him to rebuild a school library on in the condition that the building would be named after her son. And while Veronica is at the diner, Alice is meeting up with a friend to talk about her business. And when Alice leaves and heads for her car, Veronica catches up to her and says hi. And that that's kind of it. That's the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was like a weird place. I was like, it definitely doesn't give you the same, like, satisfaction you got when you watch like Ocean's Eleven's ending yeah what, what was Ocean's Eleven? it like shows you what each person did with their money oh, like yeah. this person's doing this now this person's doing well uh, sorry it doesn't give you the same satisfaction that you when you find out what people did with the money they stole in Ocean's Eleven there's other movies where at the end of it, you see what they do, well, do with their money. Okay, like, I would say it's more of, like, the... It isn't as satisfactory as The Italian Job. Because The Italian yes. Job definitely yeah. showed what happened after Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. And funny enough, when I was thinking about... Because uh, we were supposed to record this yesterday, so I was thinking about it. And the movie that I kept thinking of was The Italian Job because that's the other heist movie that, like, everyone was super excited for uh, or everyone knows. So, like, of course, I've seen it a million times because my parents watch it every time it's on. And I was thinking how much better this movie is because not only does it have all the, like, action stuff and all the quippiness almost of The Italian Job, it, would, it doesn't have the same jokes or anything or you know the same humor yeah but it definitely like feels like a better heist movie to me. well i mean i would say that this is is this this is more of a drama than a comedy because yeah, the italian yeah. job is a comedy mm, in a kind way kind of it's 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 like as a much dramedy of, it's as much of a comedy as like a marvel movie is a comedy it just has humor in it it just has yeah. a lot of like jokes it has a lot of like characters in it that make quippy jokes that say a lot of one-liners yeah yeah this doesn't have that but this still has action it still has cool chases it still has you know that scene where like okay we're planning and doing and blah 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 but like in this one like i like the journey a lot more than i do in the italian job it's still i would say not as like flashy as the italian job like that one movie was like super flashy oh, this yeah. one isn't this one's just like these like women are just trying to rob a house well i, I would say like this kind of has more <clears throat> of a borderline independent film would have yeah because yeah. the italian job that was made by paramount so it was during the time when they were really like okay let's make this like a blockbuster summer yeah movie yeah. before you know we had Marvel Cinematic Universe and like 
uh, the DC universe and everything. Before we had movies like... Before we have franchises. Be- before we had movies being memes where everyone would have to see the newest one and they would make like an unreasonable amount of money. Yeah. So I kind of... I mean, I prefer this um, mainly because it, it is like just these women that basically were fucked over by their husbands who are killed by this incident mm-hmm. and how like one of them like literally is poor and has no money and has to figure out how to yeah. like get money back same thing with like the other women yeah. and then you have Belle who is like just trying to get by on life because she's like babysitting and then she's yeah. like being a hairstylist and mm-hmm. then she's probably like a delivery yeah. person because like she almost felt like she was doing a bunch of small jobs um, she had like multiple jobs yeah yeah i really liked it pretty good i mean i wouldn't say this is oscar worthy i think this is um, like just a really good film yeah like I think about the movie a lot whenever I see the actors and stuff and other things I'm like wow I remember that movie like it completely distracts me from whatever movie I'm watching just because I'm like wow I remember how good Widows was like that tracking shot <laughs> oh yeah I mean I really did like that tracking shot it was cause so it, good because it really showed like this that Jack is supposedly for like the lower class people yeah. So, particularly in the predominantly black community and then here he is like driving away from that community like two blocks away and one block over yeah and finding he's in this like upper class he lives in like a mansion yeah with guards and every other like thing next to him is like that yeah. i mean it's almost like if you go from encino and then you go one block over and one block to the right and then you're in like a very crappy like van nuys area yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's basically that, that sounds about right yeah so what did you think of veronica rawlings i thought she was really good i felt that she kind of kept her cool and when being like the boss or like the person in charge of running this heist Mm -hmm. it didn't feel that she was stressed out in any way it kind of felt like that she was keeping her calm and then just her trying to lecture people like alice when she's like crying because she got yelled at by veronica and then veronica's like why are you crying yeah (laughs) like you need to grow up yeah man up yeah yeah and then also it's it's interesting because when you see her she's in like a very upper class like apartment building has its own like doorman and very luxurious apartments yeah and then here she is like has no income Mm -hmm. and the funny thing is like you don't see her going to work yeah like for her regular job because apparently she's a union for the teacher yeah like a union representative or something yeah so it's it's interesting yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's also interesting like seeing how she's kind of like in charge of the group when you have like linda who is from like both linda alice and bell being from the lower class area mm-hmm. or working class it's just interesting that you have that kind of weird but like they're on the same page because yeah. veronica probably doesn't make enough money to live in yeah that it's same for me yeah. yeah one of the things i liked about her character was when she finds out that her husband's still alive uh the way she reacts i really liked that she like got angry and then she was like okay so he w- wasn't on my side and then after that she like basically stays all a step in front of him after that she's like okay if he's alive that means this 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 and this so she like from that point on she's already one step ahead of him now mm-hmm. um and i just well it was the same know. thing with uh jatem where after he steals the van yeah they come back with backup you know yeah. a car yeah so it's like she knew something was going to happen yeah. always had like a backup plan behind the backup, backup plan. plan yeah and it like i think i like that a lot about her character 
because she would be selfish at times she would be selfless at times oh what did you think about linda for linda you know i like michelle rodriguez <laughs> like do you mean that like seriously or yeah okay. i actually really like michelle rodriguez i think she okay i didn't like her in lost because i was like okay her character is just like bad like i i was so sorry for her because it's like she always she she plays a badass so well that like when she doesn't uh, get it written well for her it kind of sucks in this movie i didn't think that in this movie i was like oh this is like this isn't actress action hero or like you know action movie uh michelle rodriguez this is like no this is her just acting and i liked it i was like i i didn't really feel one way or another about her character because i was just whenever i looked at it i was like no that's michelle rodriguez mm -hmm. i didn't really get behind her character a lot i understood what that was because it is kind of a tight cast thing where a lot of movies have that character oh yeah the like overworked mother of several yeah. kids especially blah, blah, blah. since she's like running a quinceanera dress yeah you know, so yeah. it's a little bit stereotypical. Yeah, it's it's stereotypical, but it's also real life for most people. Oh yeah. So it's like her character was was fine, but I I was seeing Michelle Rodriguez, and I think she does drama just as well as she does being a badass. Yeah, I feel that this film really showed that she can act like she's yeah. not just like driving cars or. She's not Vin just. Diesel. She's not just a dumb. 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 Why are you doing this, dumb? Stop like, it. This isn't you, dumb. Family, dumb. You know, family. This is about family, dumb. This isn't that Michelle Rodriguez. No, this is this is a this is, just, this is just Michelle Rodriguez acting. I didn't feel that she was acting as a stereotype, you know, as like a typecast or stereotype. Yes, I think mainly because she didn't do like an accent. Yeah, and and I think it's probably because like now that we know like in terms of backstory that even she was like, no, I don't want to be typecast or I don't want to represent the stereotype. Yeah. So I think she wanted to make it authentic rather than the typical like. Yeah. It's like, oh, I live in Santa Ana, yeah. and I run a dress store. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she she did it like real. Uh, I don't want to say real. She did but, it like, yeah, a normal person. She didn't play a character. She was just like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think about Alice? It was just really weird that like her mom was like, oh, you need to be a prostitute. Yeah, that was really weird. I was just like, dude, what the fuck? like um, well but then coming like it's interesting because now that you're bringing up the mom like it almost felt like that alice is coming from like an area where she is controlled by everyone you know yeah because like her husband would be her up and then even her mom beats her up yeah so it's like she never gets to like take control yeah so i think even when um her boyfriend who i keep thinking of like his childhood acting career because uh -huh. this guy that uh played her boyfriend is a child former child actor who's now like mm -hmm. he's probably one of the most successful child actors but like okay. it's just every time i look at him like oh you look like a child <laughs> i'm sorry but you really do yeah <laughs> But yeah, even, I think, like, when uh, she was going on this date with this real estate guy. Yeah. I think she was very nervous because she didn't want him to also control her. Yeah. And I kind of feel that she had, like, a really good character development in terms mm -hmm. of, like, how she went from getting beat up by her husband and mom to now being able to run her own business. Yeah. Uh, that's... I, I, I like that they gave her a quote-unquote happy ending i like that she kind of pulled herself out of whatever like situation she was in because like she, i feel like it was one of those moments of like okay i just like robbed like millions of dollars i think i can do more and i got shot yeah you know doing that she's like if i can get shot like i can do anything 
Uh, what did you think about Belle? I didn't. I didn't really, yeah, that character. I was like, eh, she's there. Hi. I just remembered the, the scene when she gets home. Yeah. Right before um, she gets a call from Linda to watch the kids. Yeah. And then she's, like, running to the bus station. That was, like... I would say that that was the most memorable yeah. moments because, like, she's like running, like I mean, running to the uh, bus stop. Yeah. And then you, it's kind of funny because you have like a group of men that's like, "Oh yeah, go, 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 go." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she makes it, and then they're like, "Yay, she got it, she got in." Yeah. <laughs> I thought that her ending was a bit weird because they just see her dropping off the money to boss who had to like pay like this stupid fee for jack because he was protecting her from like you know any crime but then as a result she had to like pay a fee so then yeah. she gave her money and then her kid is like, oh, are we going to go now? And then she's like, yeah. And then they just leave. And I'm like, where are they going? Go, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I kind of felt that it was a bit weird that they just had her being like, yep, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And not really explain why. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought, like, the movie could have... I'm not saying not had her. But, like, to me, it was just like, oh, there's there's just another character. Yeah. Like, what, like, she's just going to play her part and that's it. But I'm sure... Like, I'm not saying she was bad. The actress was good. The, yeah. But it was just like, oh, I just like every like all the other characters that much more. Mainly Michelle Rodriguez, but... <laughs> uh, what did you think about Jack Mulligan? I like him. Yeah. I like Colin Farrell. Again, I feel like I'm judging all of these, like, characters by their actor... I'm like, yeah, it's Colin Farrell, of course. Jack is great. Yeah. I know, but in actuality, he was, like, kind of a spineless guy, where it's like he's just doing whatever his, like, ancient dad is telling him to do. Yeah. Um, he's, like, doing things he has he doesn't want to do, he has no business doing. He's, like, scared of doing them. Yeah. Doesn't want to do them, all this stuff. And he's just, like, putting up a front of, like, yeah, I want to do these things. Like, I'm... Yeah, I kind of feel like that he's just kind of reminds me of Donald Trump in a way where, like, he didn't want to be in real yeah. estate, but because his dad was like, you got to take over the business, he's yeah. like, okay. So it's, it almost felt like that he didn't want to do it. Yeah. But then because it's this whole, like, oh, family dynasty, we got to keep it in the family type of thing. Yeah that he had to mm -hmm. and he had no choice yeah so you could tell like that he wanted to do something else in his life yeah you know like he wanted to be like a movie producer i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> yeah so you could see like that he's not as like enthused as yeah other politicians and would you be. Can, like it's like oh like he was trying, but he was, like, half trying at everything. Yeah. He was, like, procrastinating on things. I would say, like, the best moment was between him and his dad, where his dad said something, like, kind of like a racist thing. And then Jack was like, you know, I'll be really glad when you guys are gone. So that <laughs> yeah. we don't have this racist yeah. issues. Yeah. And, like... I remember that because there was a lot of people that were like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, look, in, in the theater that we were watching, there were a lot of black people in the theater. Yeah. And yeah, so the theater was full and like, you know, people were like, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, but. I mean, like, I can understand, like, Jack would be like, yeah, like, his dad was pretty, pretty racist, you know, behind closed doors. Yeah. So I kind of felt like that that was like, a good like character you know moment mm -hmm. for him where it's like even though he's an asshole like at least like he's not racist you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. uh what did you think about jamal and shatem uh i always get surprised when these guys play bad guys because i don't ever see them as being bad guys well obviously one of them we know from like the get out guy so i always think of like like an indie almost like an indie actor where he doesn't play villains he doesn't play bad people 
uh, and then the other guy I know from like doing comedy like in Atlanta um, or recently in like Godzilla versus King Kong I don't really know him as a bad guy either mm-hmm. um, so when I see him play a bad guy it's like whoa like this is really weird especially because he's like an asshole in this movie oh you know? which one um the uh jamal yeah jamal's yeah. an asshole in this movie for sure so like when you see him and then you go back to like atlanta where he's just like yeah in atlanta he does some shady shit but it's never as bad as it is in uh no he's just this like rapper that's trying to like make it <laughs> yeah well, he does like also deal drugs and like yeah all the like some other stuff but yeah he's just a rapper that like says funny shit sometimes it was almost like they were too big of a threat the entire movie too i was like holy shit dude these guys will actually like kill people you know i was like damn dude there's just two guys but they're like doing work you know like they got this shit down <laughs> it's called acting <laughs> no no like the actual like the blackmailing the follow-throughs on the threats the like the characters not the actors oh, okay. yeah the characters themselves like jamal and jatem like they're like two a two-man shop like <laughs> we extort we kidnap we uh threaten we do all of it man <laughs> you know it was just kind of funny. I was really surprised by Shotem, yeah. uh, Daniel Kaluuya, because yeah. I I didn't, I didn't think that he would be that great of a villain, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And he did an amazing job. Oh yeah. Because yeah. like when he was giving a talk to the two men that let Harry and his gang take the money. Yeah. He was like, "Look at me." Like, look at me as you yeah, rap. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. He's, yeah. like, really trying to stare down at this guy's yeah. soul. And it's, like, scary. Yeah. It was actually scary. So I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I I like them yeah. as villains. Like, you constantly, like, I remember watching it and being just, like, constantly in the back of my mind of, like, oh, but those guys. What about those guys? <laughs> What are we going to do about those guys? Like, yeah, yeah, you solved the van problem. You got a driver. Oh, you got this. You got that. What are you going to do about those guys? Uh, Lastly, what did you think of Harry Rawlings, Liam Neeson? Also, another good bad guy. Yeah. Because he was a secret bad guy. Yeah, another, like, surprising bad guy. Like, I didn't think Liam Neeson could be a bad guy. Who knew that? Other than Raz al Ghul, of course, but... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, also, I, I rewatched that Batman Begins yeah. movie. Boy, was that very indie. Oh, yeah. Like, compared to, like, The Dark Knight and... Re- the Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very indie. Yeah. It's like, like I don't even know how to describe it. Um, it's, it's just, like, the way that it's shot, you could tell, like, they didn't have a lot of money to... Mm make it look great you know yeah. i mean it was still it still looked great yeah, but yeah like it it almost feels like just the 2000s like superhero movie yeah but it's just a really good one yeah like it's shot like a 2000s superhero movie but it's just a really good movie yeah but yeah i i was really surprised that he would be in the bedroom uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was so tense about that. And then, like, when it happens, you're like, oh, he's alive. And then you're like, oh, wait, he's alive? And then you're like, you start feeling betrayed of, like, Liam Neeson, you died. And I was so sad. I was so sad for, uh, what was her name? Veronica. I was so sad for Veronica because first she loses her son, then she loses you. And then you're alive, but then you're alive on purpose? It's like, oh. Yeah. And then, like, seeing that even he is on it, is in on, like, this whole deal. Yeah. Because there's a shot after the reveal where he's um, visiting Jack on this yacht. It's like a boat, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this boat that he has. And then Jack is like, okay, you have to pay me one million for faking your death type yeah. of thing. And so Harry's like, shit, I had to, like, find the one million dollars. Yeah. Might as well steal. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, yeah. on top of the stealing. Like you steal of the steal of the steal. steal. Yeah. Overall, I like the movie. Uh, I think I'll wait a few more years before I watch it again. I feel like it, it, while it's not like super fresh in my memory, it's still like the parts that I like are still fresh in my memory. 
so I'll wait a few more years before I watch it again. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like it. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, I really like it too. I think that it is a pretty good film to watch, you know, went with no like hopes of it being a yeah. franchise. Yeah. It's kinda like John Wick before it became a franchise yeah. that it became yeah. you know, where it was like, Oh, it's a really good movie, you mm. know? Wipe my hands. But and... they didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because it has, like, everything. It has Irish actors, yeah. so it covers St. Patty's Day. Yeah. And then black actors that cover, you know, Black History Month. Yeah. And then Strong women. women. Yes, strong women. Yeah. International Women's Day. Yeah. And a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and a dog. It has a dog in it. National Dog Day. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's not a downer by any means. It's gritty. It's not a downer. It's gritty. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. Uh, so that's it for this episode. If you like this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Uh, preferably Apple Podcasts so then other people can see. Yeah. Wherever you, wherever you watch us, if you like or comment and rate and listen, it you know it's the same algorithm on every website it whatever gets engagement goes up um yeah and we want to reach more people so yeah that would really help uh share it to your friends and if you want your family if you talk to them yeah if you talk to them maybe for mother's day like you know give them this episode if you're broke yeah just Uh, say uh, all the strong women in this movie reminded you of her because she's the strongest woman in your life yes happy mother's day happy mother's day follow us on instagram at j-a-n-d-m underscore podcasts you can also email us for any ideas uh or suggestions at j-a-n-d-m podcast at gmail.com uh yeah i think that's it i think the next one will be an easter-ish christian bad christian Uh film okay right we both agreed on that yeah 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 we have a few in mind we'll we'll, you know it's not a it's not going to be a surprise it's just we have to pick it pick the right one yeah it's like it's very important to make sure that we pick the right bad christian film our bar is so low that we are literally just waiting for one that we can finish without like hating ourselves yeah before we like gouge our eyes yeah. with daggers yeah because we can like pick any random movie and just crap on it but no we want to talk about the good things so we're looking for those mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well thank you for listening uh hope you come back for next week's episode um have a good one okay bye bye